3: five Jeff Cats News Radio WRVA, a Monday afternoon. Boy, we've got a lot of stuff that we are going to be plowing through this afternoon. Some of it is great news, by the way. One of uh Central Virginia's jewels, our pal Emily Morrissey, helping to bring her family back. You know, the Morrissey suffered a, a house fire a few months back, and it just knocked all of Emily's bracelets. Right offline and, well, celebrating the fifth anniversary and grand relaunch. So I wanted to get a couple of updates. I'm happy to say that uh, my pal P.J. Morris is going to be along at 335. That's, again, that's, that's one of those things we here in Central Virginia cherish is, uh, is a success story. And Emily's about to rebuild that success story. My buddy Todd Starn's going to be along at 535. We'll talk about what did or did not happen in D.C., we, we've got an agreement for what? The next 45 days. And then, I don't know. I mean, the next 45 days would put us where? Right around Thanksgiving, right? And then if they do another 45-day thing there, then we're, we're talking what? Uh, we're getting up to around Christmas time? People begin to not pay attention at the holidays. And maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe part of this is saying, okay, well, you know, we're, we're going to do this for now. And then people are really going to be focused on Thanksgiving. You and I are going to be focused on Thanksgiving, aren't we? Are you going to be paying super close attention to what's going on in, in D.C. or any other political stuff? Or are you thinking, wow, I wonder how much turkeys are going to be this year? How much more expensive will Thanksgiving be this year than it was last year? And then you get through Thanksgiving And then what are you going to be looking at? You're looking at Hanukkah, you're looking at Christmas, you're looking at New Year's. And you start thinking, and again, it's not pure politics, but man, it's all related to it, isn't it? You start thinking, huh, can I afford to get the kids what they want for Hanukkah or for Christmas? Can I get my wife what she really would like? Can I get my husband what he would really would like? Uh, are we gonna be able to do something on New Year's Eve? I mean, all of these things that are so close to home. And yes, there's a backdrop of all the political stuff, but I don't I don't think any of us pay laser beam attention to political stuff then. You know, this is the weird thing. Everybody looks at us, News Radio WRBA and says, Well, you know, there's a political station. It's not a political station. We're we're just a place where people go to talk. Or at least I do. I don't know. Maybe other people are all about the uh, politics to the exclusion of other things. I mean, I got real issues that I got to deal with. And yeah, a lot of them are political, man. But I know that in 18 days, I've got a double college tuition bill coming in. One for Stanford, one for Ithaca. Gigantic. Well, I got to make sure that when they go into the bank account, because there's no, hey, I'm going to send you a check stuff anymore. Oh, they just put a thing right right there, automatic uh, withdrawal, you know, for my convenience. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much, colleges. I, I, I You know, it, it, it does. It keeps me from being inconvenienced. Keeps me from being convenienced as well because you're going to take a boatload of money. That's an issue, you know. We went, we picked up uh, uh, a car on, uh, what was it, Saturday morning, Saturday morning. Uh, New to us. I don't want you to get all excited. Oh, my God, Jeff bought a new car. We bought a car that's new to us. And as uh, my buddy Stan Andruski, my brother from another mother from Certified Auto Repair, points out, and Heidi pointed it out, it's the first time that we have had a car from the same decade in, uh, well, two decades. (laughs) Because uh, we had our minivan, which we still had. That was the one vehicle we ever bought brand new. It's what we lived out in uh, Northern California, San Francisco. And uh, we got it because now all of a sudden we've got three little kids. We had had an SUV. And then we had, you know, one kid, another kid, another. Now we got three kids. Like, oh, my God, we got to get three kids in there. And they're all going to be in car seats because they're tiny little people at that point. So we went. We got the minivan. And that minivan, God bless it has been with us for the, uh, for the last 20 years. It took my children from diapers to diplomas. That's the way I looked at it. And it's still going. And that's, that's thanks in large part to the team at Certified Auto Repair. Some of those guys over there are, are younger, and I think they're looking at that vehicle and thinking, man, it's like working on a classic. You know, it's, a, it's an antique and I'm just thinking, it's just old. What's the difference between antique and old? I'd like to know that. Can I get antique plates for the minivan? Because I think that helps, doesn't it? You get special insurance or you get to ride in parades or something. Uh, but that and, uh, and then my SUV, which is about the same age. It's only a year younger. And uh, anyway, so we bought something that's, uh, that's new to us. And we've we're been happy with it for the last three days. So, I don't think you, I don't know, maybe you do get to take it back. Ah, you know what, we decide we don't like the color. Can we have, uh, just swap it out. But it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be exciting. But it's also not free. It's the real world, kids. And that's what we're all dealing with. I was talking with uh, a dear friend earlier today. There's, some, there's been some, uh, what do you call it, a contraction? I think that's the economic term, contraction in the home improvement sector remember when home improvement was all the rage not the tv show with tim allen but home improvement the, the the process it was all the rage COVID. why everybody was at home everybody looked around at their house and said huh well doesn't look like we're ever getting out of here uh we really need to improve everything and so the home improvement sector took off and grew thousands of percent i'm honest to goodness thousands of percent well that's no longer the case i mean people are back out in one way or another in the real world people are not spending 24 hours a day seven days a week locked inside their house You couple that with the economy, which, again, if we just want to be honest about it, is not doing well. Thank you, Mr. Biden. And all of a sudden, home improvement is contracting as a sector. You can see what what the impact could be as we travel further down the line. So, So these are all things you and I have got to be aware of. And Bobby Kennedy has announced, oh, I'm sorry, he hasn't announced yet. But he will be announcing that he is going to run as an independent. Remember when Bobby Kennedy Jr. was on the program a couple of weeks back, and he was talking about how he's obviously, he's Kennedy. He spent his entire life inside the Democrat Party. That's his party. And Biden and these other bottom feeders, man, have done everything possible to silence him, not let him in the debates, not let him do anything. And the attacks on him have just been despicable. Couple of weeks ago, somebody armed in Los Angeles looking to do him harm. Now, if you're if you're not a student of history, uh, you should obviously go and just jump online and look at uh, Robert F. Kennedy, Los Angeles, Sirhan Sirhan, and, and you'll understand why. If you're Bobby Kennedy Jr. You're thinking, "Oh my God," if you're if you're thinking as many of us are, "Oh my God, I can't believe this." Well. What about the Secret Service protection? Joe Biden has made sure that Bobby Kennedy Jr. has not gotten Secret Service protection. He ought to be protected today by the Secret Service. Anyway, long story short, it's uh, becoming clearer now. Bobby Kennedy Jr., in fact, is going to exit the Democrat Party primary, and uh, he will be running as an independent. And if (laughs) you're looking at making this nation better, you want to make America great again? Let me tell you something. You're going to join me in shouting, run, Bobby, run. Because everybody who might be thinking about voting for someone other than Donald Trump, because they don't really like Donald Trump, they don't like his tweets, blah, 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 blah. Fantastic. You vote for Bobby Kennedy. I'm telling you that right now. You'll send a message. We'll wind up in a better place. Okay, so we got some great stuff, as I said, uh, an update on our, all of our friends because they really are friends to Central Virginia, uh, the Morrisseys. Uh, you remember how Chesterfield County just rallied around? My friend Carl Leonard, God bless Carl, one of America's great sheriffs, but uh, Carl put together a uh, – it was a drive through fundraiser. It was amazing. He said, yeah, well, we have to help because, you know, they're part of our community, and and, and did a great job. So uh, everybody loves them, and uh, we'll be getting an update at 3.35. Uh, Todd Starns at 5.35. I just want to get his take on what happened or didn't happen in D.C. <clears throat> Excuse me, And right there in the middle, 4.35, Carl Carlson is going to be here. We will talk a little bit about the uh, current economic situation with Carl, have him uh, give us some, uh, hopefully, some insight on what's going on. Oh, and congratulations to our friends in the state of maryland because they've now picked up a third u.s senator oh what a good day to be a marylander huh 315 jeff katz news radio wrva 320 jeff katz news radio wrva folks are asking about politics and pints i know i got news for you i'm asking as well i just uh, was texting Uh, with my immediate uh, supervisor to ask about the availability of Politics and Pines tickets. Uh, They are not on sale yet. Uh, I know, I know, we're less than a month out, so uh, just stand by. It's got to be any minute that they are going to go on sale. As soon as we get the go-ahead, make no mistake, I'll let you know how you go and get your tickets. We do have tickets for Bob Dylan, however... Yep, Bob Dylan is coming to the Altria Theater on November the 11th. And you know what? I've got a pair of tickets for you. I was just going through my email here, and uh, one of our uh, big time promotions folks said, Hey, I got something for you to give away. And I thought, Well, cool. I got a Bob Dylan. Tickets November the 11th at the Altria Theater. When do we want to give them? Wait, let me see. I'm going to say I'm going to say two hours from now. All right, right around 5:20. Do me a favor, stick around. Make sure you're you're here for that right before we chat with Todd Starnes, and uh, you'll have the chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Dylan. I I did mention to you that there's there's a lot going on, including. Uh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom, the uh, governor out in California, who, as you know, is running for president. Uh, He's just not sure exactly when he's running for president. Uh, Is it 2028? Is it going to be sooner than that? He has uh, picked a woman by the name of Lafonza Butler. Remember, Dianne Feinstein died last week, 90 years old. And uh, they had to fill her seat. And Gavin Newsom said, I've got exactly the perfect person to fill that seat. Oh. He did, however, have two qualifications, just so we're clear. Uh, The qualifications were that the person who would fill that seat, number one, had to be black, and number two, had to be a woman. Now, you know that the leftists have real trouble with defining who a woman is, what a woman is, but somehow, I guess, Gavin Newsom was able to uh, figure out, or uh, LaFonza Butler was able to explain And uh, LaFonza Butler is going to be the new senator from California. She will fill the uh, seat of Dianne Feinstein. Uh, Gavin gets to uh, check a number of boxes. Number one, LaFonza Butler is black. Uh, LaFonza Butler is a woman. Uh, LaFonza Butler is a lesbian. And, but wait, there's more, as Ron Popeil used to say, say. She is also the number one activist pushing abortion so man talk about a major victory so many boxes now here's the here's the thing that's a little problematic I guess uh, Lafonza Butler doesn't actually live in California but not to worry even though she lives in Maryland even though she is a resident of Maryland even though she votes in Maryland. She has said uh, she will be going uh, to California to register in vote, to vote in person to prove that she's going to be a great senator from California. Who knows if she'll ever go back to California? I wonder. But, uh, you, you look, you, things you would want to know, right? Just a few things you would probably want to know. It's all about the boxes, isn't it? It's all about this gigantic piece of virtue signaling. Anybody going to ask Lafonza Butler what a woman is? Would she have a different answer? than the newest member of the Supremes? I don't know. I mean, she was picked for exactly the same reason. She's a black woman. The fact that she's a lesbian and a major abortion pusher, uh, those are just bonuses. But can she just dis- define what a woman is? What has happened, by the way, to uh, that Susanna uh, uh, Gibson... The uh, wannabe House of Delegates member, wannabe uh, video superstar. Because it looks like she has uh, really, really taken a nosedive as far as the numbers go. Which is good, I think. I don't think it's exactly the sort of person you want representing your district in the House of Delegates. It's a pretty bizarre sort of situation. But I'm just curious, has she been out on the campaign trail at all? All of the big time democrats of course who were so so vociferous in their support uh, they've all clammed up they've all got nothing to say anymore Eh, what are you going to do hey tomorrow morning my buddy John Reed will be here want to make sure you are listening to John first thing right out of the gate at 6am and uh, my dear friend PJ Morris is going to give us an update on the relaunch of Emily's bracelets we'll do that at 3:35 uh, it's 3:26 Jeff Katz News Radio WR 335, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Monday afternoon. My buddy Todd Starnes is going to be along in two hours. We'll uh, chat with him about what did or did not happen uh, up in D.C. Uh, Carl Carlson will be here at 435. Looking forward to uh, chatting with him about uh, what may or may not be going on in the markets. We've got all sorts of stuff that's uh, swirling around. We are going to have a pair of tickets to give you, I hope, uh, around 5 20 this afternoon tickets for bob dylan bob dylan's going to be at the altria theater on november the 11th it's it's kind of funny that uh, i got a uh, a note from the altria theater earlier today about that sent it to heidi and of course she's she's all on board she's got to go see bob dylan and then uh, a couple of moments ago, got the email here from the, uh, the radio factory that uh, we've got a pair of tickets to give away. Again, we'll do that at 520 this afternoon. Uh, through the last five years, I don't think there's a single solitary person in central Virginia who has not heard about Emily Morrissey or Emily's Bracelets or Emily's Bracelets.com. Uh, You've heard about uh, all of that here on this program. You've seen it on every single television station in town. You've read about it in a variety of publications. Emily has been honored time and time again with the uh, the flying squirrels. And a couple of months back, the Morrissey family had a terrible, terrible fire at their home. And Emily's bracelets was put on hold well. As we're celebrating the fifth anniversary of Emily's Bracelets, I've got some great news. And I asked my, uh, my buddy, my social media director, in fact, P.J. Morrissey, to, uh, to join us to give us an update. P.J., uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice. First of all, for, for those members of our community who, who have heard about that fire, let us know where you guys are in that process, if you don't mind.
1: Uh, Right. So, uh, like you mentioned, we had a fire in our home uh, back on Mother's Day of this year. Um, We stayed in a hotel for um, about a month, and um, we're now uh, set up in a nice rental home for the time being. Uh, But we're going to be displaced for at least a year. Um, And in that fire, uh, like I said, we lost our home. Um, our belongings and Emily's entire supply and uh, inventory. Um, I do have to say a special thank you to uh, Chesterfield Fire and EMS uh, for their rapid response and for putting out the fire. And of course, we can't forget um, Chesterfield County Police Department Officer Ali, who uh, was uh, Lieutenant James Turner Blue Friday honoree for the month of June uh, for the actions that he took for us that evening. And um, we're just extremely grateful for everybody that was involved.
3: Well, I am. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. As best as it can, uh, things are are moving forward. I know it's sort of a slog, but October the first. Correct me if I'm wrong here, PJ. October the first, the five year anniversary of Emily's bracelets, right? yes
1: sir. Um we launched on October first, two thousand and eighteen uh so yesterday uh, we celebrated our fifth anniversary and um a great way to celebrate is we relaunched uh the Emily's bracelets store at uh, emily's dot com after um like i said losing our supply and inventory um Emily and my mom and my dad um uh, we've all been Working extremely hard to uh, get to this point, and uh, we're really excited.
3: Well, I I think a lot of us are really excited. Uh, I am always thrilled to share with everybody that every day, uh, Emily is kind enough to uh, send me a photo. Uh, of herself hard at work stringing all those beads making all those beautiful bracelets and boy she's been working double time to uh to get ready for this uh, anniversary relaunch and so you guys are you're you're ready to go again you're back up and running yeah
1: yep um like i said since since the fire we've been working really hard to put our lives back together and uh, get emily's bracelets back up and running again as soon as possible and uh Actually, just as we were uh, catching our stride and um, getting ready to come back, um, we lost our, our grandfather to a uh, long and difficult illness, and uh, that that pretty much uh, set us back uh, to the beginning of the rebuilding process. But um, we've made significant progress since August, and I know that uh, Pop-Up would be so proud of Emily and all of us. and. Uh, it's just, just amazing the support that we've had from multiple members of the community. You mentioned, um, Sheriff, uh, Leonard, uh, there was a uh, Colonel Jeffrey Katz and of course, the Chesterfield County fire chief uh, center, uh, who set up the, um, drive through fundraiser for our family. Um, all of these things were a massive help and contributed to, um, helping us get back on our feet and bring Emily's bracelets back.
3: Well, I am excited about the relaunch, and as I was looking at the website, PJ, I noticed that uh, there are some new additions. There are a few things that have been retired. So so, so, how did you go through the process? How did you and Emily and your mom and your dad go through all these bracelets? Because there was just a lot of them, and say, okay, you know what? Uh, we're going to switch this one up, or that one is going into the uh, Emily's Bracelets Hall of Fame
1: right so um we we looked we took a long hard look at all of our data and um sales and you know picked out the the bracelets that um have been selling really well and those that have kind of lost some steam and Mm -hmm. um made some decisions based off of that and uh i know that uh that, that a lot of the bracelets will be missed uh the ones that were retired i i was um uh Pretty uh, upset about a few of them, but you know, uh, you got to go with the numbers. Uh, And um, but I am proud to say that uh, we currently are offering six collections of bracelets. Uh, We have the classic collection, which um, is a collection of bracelets that have been a part of Emily's bracelets since the beginning uh, for five years, which is half a decade if you can believe that. Um, And we have. Uh, we brought back the glass bracelets. Um, this was something we had before the fire, but, um, they're all new designs. Okay. Um, and, uh, of course we had to bring back the wooden bracelets. They were incredibly popular. Again, there's, um, six new designs for the wooden bracelets. And then we also have our, um, first responders collection. And, uh, right now available for Halloween. We have our Halloween collection. Oh. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, Christmas is Emily's favorite holiday. So mm-hmm. uh, coming up in November, we'll be releasing uh, our biggest and uh, best line of Christmas bracelets uh, to date.
3: Wow. Wow. Well, now that's saying something, PJ, because, uh, throughout the years, Emily, who, by the way, I have on good authority is actually Santa's favorite elf. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but I have heard that, uh, around town, uh, because I've been watching in some of these photos that she sent me. She's already working on Christmas stuff, my friend. You guys are going to be well stocked and it's always been, uh, a, a great selection of Christmas, but it looks like it's, it's just going to be even, even bigger and better. Yeah, um, Emily
1: has been working on uh, Christmas uh, the past few weeks, you know, just making long strings for all the different uh, bracelets that we're going to be offering. And um, I'm really excited and really proud of this year's Christmas collection, and I'm excited for uh, everybody else to get their hands on them.
3: I am as well. They're, they're just beautiful, and I, I, I'm going to brag just a little bit. The uh, the Julia Katz bracelet, a uh, portion of which goes to uh, support our friends at the Friendship Circle, made the cut. I was very, very happy about that. And uh, we, we have to uh, mention that with all of the great work that uh, that Emily does and Emily's bracelets, uh, we'll do a portion of each bracelet, and there, you're going to tell us how many you've sold over the years, but y- you – you take a portion of that and it all goes back to the special Olympics of Virginia.
1: That's right, Jeff, uh, 50 cents from each bracelet sold, uh, is donated back to the special Olympics. Uh, just as a thank you uh, for everything that they do, uh, and everything that they've done for Emily and other special Olympians.
3: How many bracelets has Emily sold throughout the years? Jeff, it's an incredible number. It's, uh, just over 22,000 bracelets. Wow. 22,000 bracelets, and, and that's like all throughout the United States, isn't it?
1: Yes, sir. Yep, all over the continental U.S., yep.
3: Wow. All right, do we have any states we're missing? Um, I don't think we've gotten one from Alaska yet, so
1: oh. uh, if your listeners in Alaska are interested in Emily's yeah. Bracelets, they should head over to emilysbracelets.com.
3: All right. Well, we'll get working on that, man. I want to make sure it's fifty for fifty. I don't want uh, I don't want any delays on that. So, uh, give everybody the website one more time, PJ, so that those people who have been, frankly, jonesing for a new bracelet, people who have been so concerned about Emily and the rest of the Morrises, can can visit the site, see that everything is back up and running as far as the bracelets are going. Uh, where is it again?
1: Uh, it's at emily's dot and Emily's Bracelets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
3: I love it, PJ. Thank you for being here. Give uh, give a big hug and a kiss to uh, Emily, if you would, and uh, we will look forward to seeing everybody soon. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, sir. That is PJ Marcy. PJ is just one of those good guys. Every once in a while, you run into somebody who's a good guy, and you go, "Hey." He's a good guy. PJ's one of those guys. Uh, his, dad, dad, his dad, Dan, is another good guy. His mom, Kristen, is, uh, well, not a good guy, but, you know, a fine woman. And Emily uh, is just an absolute uh, delight and treasure and uh, someone I think that has helped to bring Central Virginians together. If you think about this seriously, all the political stuff, take it aside. All of the other stuff we talk about, sports, blah, 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 blah. What's the one thing that everybody. Has agreed on over the last five years that uh, that young lady is doing some great stuff, and we ought to be supporting her. That's that's what I've taken from this. It is three forty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Three fifty-one. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. We've got a couple of leftovers. So, you know, here's what happens: a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, Jeremy, who is the uh, producer of this here little show, and I, uh, each and every day, uh, comb the interwebs for the best little uh, snippets of sound, little clips, and invariably we run out of time. And by we, I mean me, but uh, anyway, we run out of time. So we have these leftovers that sometimes just don't get played when they should have been played. Some of them are priceless, however, and timeless. Let me give you cut number 11, please.
0: So today, I'm pleased to announce we're working with Congress to invest $40 billion in our Pacific Islands Infrastructure Initiative. We call it the PPI, anyway, it doesn't matter what we call it, but that's what it is. <laughs> I-, I was going to get back to acronyms, and I'm going I'm to withstand not doing that. Huh?
3: Okay. Go ahead, tell me what a, <laughs> what a phenomenal print. Oh, you know, Jeff, he's the best of the best. Oh, my goodness, nobody better than him. Okay, uh, another little visit with our uh, presidential meat puppet, uh, cut number twelve, please.
0: Two of the great artists of our time, representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got—he got man's got biceps bigger than my
3: thighs. I think he been And you know what? Uh, He's got a brain that works far better than yours, clearly. I'm, I'm just saying. Could you imagine for a second, just a single solitary second, that either one of those things occurred? Either one of those statements had been uttered by, I don't know, Donald Trump? What would the reaction have been? Wouldn't you like to know? Isn't it something to think about? I mean, we keep hearing just, you know how how difficult it is being uh, Joe Biden. I mean, it is being. It's difficult being Joe Biden. Got a hairy leg that turned uh, blonde in the sun. Yeah, that's our fearful leader, all right. Oh, I'm ready to follow him for the next four years, wandering aimlessly through the desert. No, I'm sorry, my people did that already. No, no more wandering. We're done. Thank you. We need a direction. Anyway, I've got one here that I gotta swear for you. I don't remember, but Jeremy swears to me that it's an important one. Cut number 10 is just entitled Cry... Well, it's cut number 10. I just get a lot of little kids who
2: don't get allowed to like join groups i was really bullied for my gender expression as a little kid yeah and there's a lot of little kids who aren't going to go be olympic gold medalists they don't want to f- go to the olympics they're not going to play most, in college most kids 90 I 99 mean of kids who want to play sports like aren't trying to go to the olympics right honestly i just I wanted to come, like, chat about my podcast, like, other yeah, shows. Yeah, like, well, like, we're like, oh, going to do dad, that. This we're going
4: to do and, that. I, I did not intend at all to get into a debate with you about this. I didn't want that at all. I adore you. I think you're hysterical and talented, and I love that you're an activist.
2: I could just, like, cry because I'm, like, so tired of having... <laughs> to, like, fight for little kids yeah. because they just want to be included. I wish that people were as passionate about little kids being able to, like, be included or grow up as they were about fictitious women's fairness in sports. I have to tell you, I am very tired.
3: <laughs> what the hell is that? What a maroon. There's no crying in podcasting. Actually, there's a lot of crying in podcasting nowadays. There's a lot of talk there about little kids. Uh, look, dude, I, I I don't know who you are or or what your deal is, and and, and in all candor, I don't really care. No, I really don't. I wish you well. You want to dress up? You you want to say you're a girl and not a boy? You're a, uh whatever. I don't care. I really don't. I don't care about you and what your your own little agenda is. Here's what I do care about. I care about little kids and I care about girls and young ladies who would like to have the ability to simply be safe and secure in, I don't know, a bathroom, a locker room. I would like girls to be able to play sports against other girls. I would like those girls not to lose college scholarships to dudes who are pretending to be girls. And once again, Go live your life, be happy. But that's it, that's all you get from me. It is 356, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 405, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. You know where you don't get injured like that? Sitting on your couch I'm gonna go to the state fair and ride the rides really good luck not a chance on God's greenery why because I spent summers working in Wildwood New Jersey I, I know the people that are running rides no offense but no 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 and we hear it every year right well, this ride got stuck. Somebody did this. Somebody Now, a lot of times, it's stupidity on the part of passengers. Stupidity on the part of customers. Sorry. If you are riding one of these rides, wherever it might be, and it says, don't stand up, and you stand up, guess what? Bad things will happen. But I, I, I do wonder. I really do. I just wonder about people who continually... Uh, are on rides even after you hear that uh, they got stuck or this broke or that happened. I I just, I I don't get it. I really don't. For the life of me, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I never have. Although, one of the best jobs I ever had, one summer, working at a uh, gigantic, standalone, haunted house, Castle Dracula, in Wildwood, New Jersey. I mean, this thing was gigantic. Gigantic. And uh, there was a time where the Jersey Shore had a bunch of really good dark rides that's what they were called. Now those I would always go on. No problem going on those. Uh, Cuz I, I it was it was more about performance, you know, it wasn't like the quote thrill seeking part of it. But that was a great time. And then that burned down. It burned to the ground. Uh, wasn't intentional arson. It was a couple of kids. I mean it was arson, but I guess they really didn't think they were going to burn down the entire Castle Dracula. It was like a whole square block. And uh, that's long gone. So, alright, uh, some other things we have got to talk about. My buddy Carl Carlson's going to be along in a half an hour. We'll talk a little bit about the economy. What is or is not happening. Todd Starnes is going to be here at 535. What did or did not happen in D.C.? Oh, and 520. Don't let me forget this. Tickets to go and see Bob Dylan at the Altria Theater. That's going to be November the 11th. And you'll have the chance at 5.20-ish to get a pair of tickets for that. For everybody who is reaching out about politics and pints, uh, yes, Uh, November the 1st, the Beacon Theater in Hopewell is where the event is going to be. And I would imagine that the tickets will go on sale any day. Any day we will have the tickets on sale and you'll be able to uh, come and experience politics and pints on the south side of town. I can tell you this about, well, some of the stuff that happened in D.C. Kevin McCarthy proved himself to everybody to be exactly what everybody thought of him in the first place. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you were part of the, I hate Kevin McCarthy, he's a worm, uh, he showed that to you. If you were part of the, hey. Kevin McCarthy's a deal maker. He gets things done. He can keep us moving along. You got that. And nobody's ever going to be happy, with a couple of exceptions. You know who's kind of happy right about now? I would say that Virginia Republicans right about now are kind of happy. Why? Because it takes this nonsense off the table virginia republicans running for the house of delegates the state senate were going to be punished if in fact the federal government had closed down that's just the way it was it was going to happen you know that and i know that so yes congress in many ways has simply kicked the can down the uh the curb a little bit longer another 45 days but it's enough to get us through this election which i i really do believe is is vitally important here in the commonwealth I am a fan of Glenn Youngkin. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that right now. If Glenn Youngkin called me tomorrow and said, "Jeff, uh, I need your help. I've got an opening inside the state government for whatever. Would you do it?" The answer would be yes. Why? Because I believe in what it is that Glenn Youngkin is doing for our commonwealth. It's the same thing on the on the presidential front. Please make no mistake about it. If Donald Trump is reelected, and Donald Trump were to reach out and say, Jeff. I need help. I need you to come and work in such and such a position in D.C. I would go in a second. Not because I don't like what I do, but because there are things that are bigger than yourself. Serving your state, serving your nation. These are bigger. They're more important. Guess Whether you believe it or not, they're more important. So I just want you to have a little snippet here of Kevin McCarthy. This I thought was priceless because the thing is, even though Kevin McCarthy has a lot of folks on his own team who beat him up, the news media thinks he's, he's easy. You know, the legacy news media hacks. Well, take a listen to cut. Number one, this is from CBS television.
5: Senator Cornyn said of you last night, you pulled a rabbit out of the hat a couple of times. I mean, he's acknowledging this was tough. Uh, are we going to be staring down another shutdown? November well, it all 17? comes
6: to the Senate. The Senate hasn't done one
5: thing. But in the House, are we going to be f- facing another shutdown November 17th?
6: No, because the House is doing their work. We've already done more than 70% of it. So compare this to the Senate. The Senate hasn't passed one bill. The Senate didn't pass anything about the shutdown. The Senate hasn't passed anything about securing the border. The Senate hasn't passed anything about $100 a barrel.
5: anything about the border that could actually Yes, we law. have. No, Not that could become law.
6: Be, that's your opinion. The House is its own body. The Senate is its own body. We're not going to surrender to the Senate. We pass what the American people want. Mm-hmm. I will tell you each and every day, and don't take my word for it, you're going to have the governor of New York on it who yeah. told people to go somewhere else. The New York City mayor literally says will it's destroying a-, a city. No, let, me answer. let me answer your question since you said we wouldn't do something. Do you know the governor of Massachusetts has declared a state of emergency? This is one of the number one crises as far Absolutely. from the board as you can see. This is killing Americans every single day. There was no border funding
5: day. in the continuing resolution that passed last night. But let me ask well, you no, about no, But that's Ukraine. not
6: fair to just say that. Let's
5: understand. Well, there
6: wasn't. OK, well, let's, <laughs> let, let, let's educate the viewers why there wasn't. Because the day before, there was. But Matt Gates and others yeah. de- denied that and voted no. So we could have had border security. Okay. I went all the way through everything we could yeah. to the last moment. And you know what? We're going to okay. be able to win that.
3: Nice. All right, well, good for him. Good for him. By the way, the uh, Supreme Court says they're not uh, going to hear this challenge. You know, this was one of those long shots on the part of the leftists. The leftists are just in overdrive and and burnout. They They have such contempt for Donald Trump. I mean, it is palpable. But part of the reason they hate him is because they know that he can beat them. Uh, He can beat Joe Biden. And so they don't want to throw Joe Biden off the cliff because he's so, you know, controllable. He's so easy to manipulate. The Obama team might have a more difficult time if they didn't have somebody as stooge-like as Joe Biden in the White House. So they want to keep him there as long as possible. But, man, they don't want him running against Donald Trump because Donald Trump will beat him. Or beat him again, depending on your mileage, right? So they had this long shot. They were they went to the Supreme Court and said, "Oh, uh, he's not even eligible to be on the ballot," and the Supreme Court said, <laughs> I, I, "That's that's that old Latin legalese, but it basically means hit the road, Jack." It is four thirteen. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. the supreme court right there to all of those crazy left-wingers eh, sorry you gotta go take your briefs with you your legal stuff uh just pick them up and go you're not going to be able to keep donald trump off the ballots man these folks talk about desperation right they can't beat them they they, they don't know what to make of the guy they really don't. I, I think it's beautiful. I really do. I think it's an absolute thing of beauty that there's so many of these people just, oh, they're pulling out what little hair they have, beating themselves on the chest. I don't know. And all along Donald Trump just keeps walking and walking and walking. There you go. Yeah, I am running for president. Nice to see it. Donald Trump had to go. He was did you see him? He was uh signing a John Deere tractor. And he was in a suit. And he still made it look good, which I thought was amazing. I haven't seen Joe Biden walk to anything recently except almost off a stage. And, you know, that was just to shake hands with people who weren't there. That's, it's just nuttiness. I don't even know how we're having this sort of a conversation at this point in time. Do you? Oh, I forgot to mention the text line 833 804 1140. 833. 804 1140. I wanted to say congratulations. The uh, Henrico citizen had an anniversary the other day. Tom Lapis. Tom Lapis set up that uh, independent, Henrico only newspaper a number of years ago. And and it's run quite successfully. Now they transitioned to a uh, a strictly online presence. I don't know, a year ago, two years ago, something like that. But uh, he just celebrated an anniversary, so congratulations to him and his whole team out there. I think they uh, I think they do a great job. I mean, it's like hyper-local news for Henrico County. There's a lot of stuff going on in Henrico. There really is. There's criminal activity in Henrico that people in Henrico just don't even want to acknowledge sometimes. Thank God they arrested and have charged the Richmond City Democrat dude with the threats remember that from the Andy Noah event if you were there by the way i don't think you will ever forget andy noah's presentation i really don't and and in all candor it wasn't that it was a barn burner of a speech it was direct and straightforward and and simple actually because that's what you're supposed to do when you're reporting the news. It wasn't hyperbolic. He simply recorded and reported what happened. It is why Andy Noh really is one of the best journalists of our time. Because unlike so many other so-called journalists, he is not trying. In any way, shape, or form, to make the news. He's just reporting on it. He does a great job. While I'm offering congratulations, you know, I had this all over social media the other day, and I don't know if I acknowledged it on the air. My friend John Burkett, who locally, I will say it, uh, the best reporter in town, period, bar none, no exceptions. Nobody's even close. There are a couple of people who are close, but not that close. Uh, John Burkett is absolutely the best of the best, the crime insider over at CBS 6. John just celebrated a huge anniversary at CBS 6. Now, I am here to tell you, as someone who has uh, lived and worked all over the country, you know, sometimes you run into folks and you think, oh yeah, well, you're, you're where you are because you couldn't go anywhere else. Sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you think, oh, that's kind of a sad, sad story. And sometimes you run into people like John Burkett and you think, dude, you could go anywhere, anywhere, and be a top notch, number one TV reporter. But John Burkett is a Richmond guy and he is celebrating 23 years. At CBS 6. 23 years at CBS 6. So I just wanted to say congratulations to John Burkett. And uh, frankly, congratulations to CBS 6 for being able to hang on to John for 23 years. My friend Carl Carlson is going to be along at uh, 435. We're going to take just a little look at what's going on in the economy. And don't forget, tickets for... Bob Dylan coming up at 520 this afternoon. It's 426. Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. 435, Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. It is Monday afternoon, one hour from now. My friend Todd Starnes is gonna be along. Uh, Todd, as you know, is an amazing writer, nationally uh, syndicated broadcaster, formerly of Fox News, does all sorts of stuff on Newsmax TV, and just happens to be a longtime friend. Uh, He, man, he was following everything that happened and didn't happen in D.C. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Todd at uh, 535. I am also looking forward to not working. I mean, no offense, but yes, at some point I want to retire, and this is why I've reached out to uh, Carl Carlson and his team. They are our personal financial advisors. They do an amazing job, and uh, uh, every week, every Monday afternoon, I'm so happy to say that Carl makes some time for us. We talk about what you know might be going on in the economy or what's not going on in the economy, and today is one of those days he's joining us. Carl, thanks for being here great
0: to be here Jeff and I was a little surprised a little that the uh, stock market didn't bounce back a bit more after uh, the government didn't shut down
3: oh well I was it's funny you mentioned that Carl because that's what I wanted to ask you about Uh, what what is the response from from Wall Street and the rest of these economic poobahs
0: so here's what I'm thinking yeah You'll just have to have the, my little opinion. Okay. I'm not an economic poo bah. Okay. But I try to play one on TV.
3: You do indeed. <laughs> okay. The poo bah is strong with you, Carl. <laughs> okay. So
0: I think it's this uh, creepy inflation. I'm using that word because it's getting closer to Halloween
3: okay yep
0: and it is just kind of creepy it just kind of keeps creeping back in there yeah i think people can feel it a little more the price of gas going up is a mm-hmm. is a big hit yep. and of course again that just goes throughout the entire economy because everything is using fuel to get things everywhere so and then everybody has to increase the, that and now wages are going up and so a lot of stuff has to have a price increase to cover that. So I think that's kind of holding the economy back. And, you know, I think uh, generally when these um, government shutdowns come looming, and <clears throat> by the way, I, it still always bothers me when they take off and go on vacation <laughs> when they know this is coming up. You're oh, shocked by minute. that, Yes. Shocked! <laughs> Shocked!
3: I say, gambling in yeah, the uh, casino. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's right.
0: It's crazy, and uh, but I don't. I think you know the stock market really kind of figures one way or another. We're gonna something's gonna happen. We're gonna work right. through it. You know, even if we do shut down for a week yep. uh, or two, everybody kind of gets paid anyway, and mm-hmm. things get back to normal. So. I don't, I don't I don't think we saw a big drop because of that and I don't right. think we saw a big increase when it came back but I think we've definitely seen over the last couple of weeks kind of a steady decline in the stock market yeah. and again I think that's because of the price of fuel and creepy inflation.
5: Let me
3: ask you, long term, I was uh, chatting with a friend of mine who, who knows a thing or two about the home improvement sector, and he has said uh, that the home improvement sector has taken a big hit in the last year. You know, during COVID, of course, everybody was locked up in their houses, and it was like, oh, I'm going to do every home improvement project I ever thought of, and a few I hadn't even imagined, and now the real world is creeping in, and home improvement has taken a hit. It's surprisingly
0: uh, not as bad as one might think. Okay. Okay, so you might need to get a new friend, (laughs) the one who who said it's really bad, but um, so Lowe's is a stock that uh, we track and uh, we own from time to time, and Lows is now that it hit mm-hmm. a high back about the first of August, a high except for the post-COVID high, you know, which yeah. everything was hitting highs back there in right. twenty, late twenty twenty-one, November, right. December. It hasn't, and a lot of things haven't got back to that high yet, but. Okay. It got up not too far, just in early August, and is kind of hanging in there. So oh, that was okay. it, so the stock got up to two hundred and thirty-five bucks, and it was wow. two hundred and fifty-eight bucks at its big high.
3: Okay,
0: not a huge difference.
3: Okay, fair
0: enough. So people are still uh, working on the home improvements.
3: Okay. All right, well, good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, and uh, hopefully that uh, will continue to resonate. I have to ask you, I, I joke about this each and every time, but, you know, tonight the uh, the Powerball is $1 billion, Carl, and um, one of the first things I told you, of course, is that I am diversified. I, I play Mega Millions as well as Powerball, so I'm, I'm, I'm covering the board on this, but... Uh, if I were to, if somebody were to hypothetically win the billion dollars, they take the cash alternative, they really could retire, right? You're not going to have to keep working with that amount of money, are you?
0: You need to keep the mentality that you have to keep working. Oh. Because so many people are that win these huge, huge uh, jackpots They are broke in uh, two years. Yeah. They lose it all. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it feels like, well, let's see. I had a client telling me just the other day, oh, they were in uh, dental school. Okay. Living on almost nothing and nothing and nothing and running up student loans like crazy. Yep. And, uh, then they got out, they went to work at a dentist office. This particular dentist paid off their student loans for them. Wow. And, uh, and all of a sudden they hit the ground, making a lot of money. Yep. And he's looking, now he's seeing me about two years after that. And he says, you know, I, we went through the desert for a long time and, uh, then we had to open the floodgates and we've spent everything we've made for the last two years, oh my God. uh, just having a good time. But now I know we need to get serious. So he's in seeing me. So okay. that can happen. That's what happens when people win these big winnings. They think that's a lifetime of money, but if they yeah. come see us with that money, then yes, they can retire on that. We'll help them through it. Keep the right attitude. And, uh, don't really change your spending habits that much.
3: Okay. Now, what about somebody who's just retiring because they've gotten to that age? Whatever the minimum age is to retire, you've you lifted the calendar and said, you know what, uh, I would rather be retired. There, there has to be, I would think, a manner in which you and the team, you don't start the day before retirement, trying to figure out what you're going to do or or be or spend in retirement, right? I mean, it's a process.
0: Exactly. It definitely is. So I just had a gentleman in this morning in my office who is retiring next year in the middle of the year, and so is his wife. And uh, he said he's been managing his investments for a long time, been pretty aggressive, but now he's feeling like He doesn't really, he's entering a world that he's unsure of and how to deal with it because he needs to take income out of his investments. He doesn't want to be as aggressive, Mm -hmm. not real sure how to deal with it. Well, some of the things that he should have been doing, he should have been doing one, two, three years ago Mm. to get himself prepared and ready for the middle of next year so. Uh, I didn't tell him that I didn't want him to feel too bad. And hey, Joe, if you're listening on the radio today, I'm not talking about you. But I didn't want him to feel bad. But people Why? need to know, that, you know, you, there's so much more we can do if we have just a little bit more time to get people ready. And it's nice too, because you can get used to a new process and okay, Mm -hmm. now we have a plan, we have a direction. This is where we're going. This is how we're gonna get there. This is how we're gonna be taking money from our investments to pay our bills. And you get comfortable with it over one, two, three years. And every once in a while, this happened again, just last week, that person that's planning on retiring in a year or two comes in, I just got offered a package. What do I do? Mm. You know what? If they've been with us and planning and we had it all built out, that takes about five minutes to say do this or do that, and we're good. And they're comfortable because we've been planning it and we've been living it, envisioning it, building that process to get to and through retirement.
3: I love it. Well, listen, Carl, I know that uh, the retirement questions always come up. At the dinners. Everybody has always got a question or two about that, and you've got, if I recall correctly, October the 17th, the 18th, and the 19th, it's only a couple of weeks out, October 17th, 18th, and 19th, dinners free of charge at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, and people want to go, they need some answers, they want some more information, what is the best way for them to get signed up?
0: So just give us a call at 844-CARLSON or just reach out to our website at carlsonfinancial.com and uh, get signed up. I think it's going to be, this is a great time to be at these dinners because some of the things that are going on, we really need to figure out how to prepare for it and be able to get through it smooth sailing.
3: Smooth sailing indeed. Carl, I always appreciate you being here. We're gonna send folks over to uh eight four four Carlson. Just give them a call. You can call right now, get signed up, and I know the no way this works. The seats thank, always, you. Oh, thank you, sir. Always fill up. They always go fast. So if you want to join Carl and the team at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, October the seventeenth. 18th or 19th, uh, give them a call at 844 Carlson. 844 Carlson. Get your seat locked in now. It is 446 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. 452 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. Now, I should tell you something. I've been uh, double checking a few things. The email I got from our uh, prize poobah said that uh, Bob Dylan was coming to town on November the 11th. That does not appear to be true. It's November the 27th. So I've just sent him a uh, follow-up just to make sure we're all on the same page. But uh, those tickets that I have, pair of tickets, will be available for you. We'll give them to somebody. We'll let somebody win them at uh, 520 this afternoon. I want you to take a listen to a couple of things. The, uh, the coverage of the fire alarm stunt is amazing it's stupefying Jamal Bowman is a member of Congress he's a school teacher he was a principal for 10 years and he is now claiming oh I, 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 I didn't know what a fire alarm does I, I had no idea what that was now if you've not seen the imagery I have it all posted over on Facebook go to uh, the Jeff Kat show over on Facebook And you can take a look at the signs on the doors warning people, don't pull the fire alarm. Then there were people saying, well, he didn't know it was a fire alarm. He thought it was a door buzzer. Uh, Take a look at the up-close photos, not only of the signs, but of the fire alarm itself. Clearly marked as a fire alarm, but not to worry. Uh, Congressman Jamal Bowman is a good upstanding left winger. In fact, he's a member of the squad, the, the Uberist of the Uberists. And so because of that, his friends and fellow leftists in the news media are covered up for him. Cut number three.
2: Just ahead of votes, as Democrats complained about a rushed process, New York Democrat Jamal Bowman was accused of pulling a fire alarm in a House office building, which House leaders say they'll investigate. Bowman declined CBS News's request for an interview and then issued a statement saying he didn't realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. But the last minute passage was not without drama. Congressman Jamal Bowman admitted
3: to pulling a fire alarm in a House office building. Bowman said it was by accident. Republicans accusing him of doing it on purpose to delay the vote.
6: You know, I think ethics should look at this, but this is serious.
4: Meanwhile, McCarthy is calling for Congressman Jamal Bowman to face punishment.
5: Republicans are accusing the New York Democrat of pulling a fire alarm on Capitol Hill to delay the funding vote. Bowman denying it was intentional. And there was a bizarre incident
7: over the weekend. What can you tell us about a congressman pulling a fire alarm in the Capitol? Yeah,
0: this was playing out during one of the most chaotic events over the weekend. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called a last-minute vote. Democrats were trying to delay this. Then all of a sudden, a fire alarm went off, evacuating a House office building. Congressman Jamal Bowman, a Democrat, was caught on camera
3: pulling that fire alarm. He says this was all an innocent mistake, but that's prompting even more confusion. The fire alarm is red. It is clearly labeled with the word fire. And now Capitol Police is investigating Lindsay.
2: Then, as Republicans rushed the bill to the floor, new york democrat jamal bowman pulled a fire alarm on capitol hill later calling it an accident republicans accusing him of attempting to delay the vote and calling for punishment
3: Huh? (laughs) do i have i think i've got just enough time to play the pent ultimate cover-up now this no surprise comes from our friends at msnbc i remind you i watch msnbc so that you don't have to it's all right you're welcome Cut number seven.
5: Last thing I want to mention, and then we're going to take a quick break. Um, There was a mention of Jamal Bowman, Congressman um, Jamal Bowman, and the pulling of some sort of fire alarm. I just want to read for you some of the reporting so you understand what actually went on there. Um, There were some reports that began to emerge about Representative Bowman, who was um, seen pulling some sort of fire alarm um, in the Cannon House office building Earlier today, we got a statement on that um, saying Congressman Bowman did not realize he would trigger a building alarm as he was rushing to make an urgent vote. The congressman regrets any um, confusion, just to clarify some things on that, because I know there was um, likely some folks kind of scratching their heads wondering what it was they were asking um, Speaker McCarthy about. Good grief.
3: Yeah, I don't think anybody was actually scratching their heads trying to figure out if it was a freaking
5: fire alarm because it was plastered
3: with words that said fire alarm but I digress. 457 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. 505 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. I'm sorry, I just keep coming back to the comment. Uh it was some sort of a fire alarm. I'm sorry, gang, how many different types of fire alarms are there? Honest to God, I, 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 I'm I, going to do it again. You know, I'm so many years old. But I am, I'm so many years old. I fundamentally have seen exactly one type of fire alarm in any building anywhere in a public building. It's always a little red box, and it says fire right there on it. F-I-R-E. How was a member of Congress con- confused? Well, Jeff, he was, uh, <clears throat> he was busy, and uh, uh, Congressman Bowman was on his way from uh, his office to someplace that was not his office, and he was walking through a building that uh, uh, was not his office, and uh, there was a door there, and the door was closed, and he's sure that uh, it's usually open. And, and so, rather than, gosh, I don't know. What are your options in that point? No, at that point, what would your options be? Let's forget that you're not a member of Congress. Let's just think about you, me, you know, just regular folks in regular life. So we're walking along, do 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 do, and we come to a door. And even for the sake of argument, we could say it's normally open, okay. But today it's closed yeah you're in a you're in an office building, a school, a, I don't know library I mean you know some, some sort of a public building. And, and the door's closed. What are your options? Well, I would say option number one since they those doors that he was so befuddled by, had those bars you push, you know, the kind that are on every door, just about in every public facility. So if you really needed to get through that door and it happened to be closed, wouldn't the first thing that you do is check the door? I'm going to take him at his word that it's normally open. Although, frankly, at this point, I don't know if I can believe the guy on anything. Okay, it's a door that's normally open. And today it's closed. Oh, I am puzzled. What to do? What to do? Um, I know, I know, no, no, I'm going to take my shoe off and break the glass. Nope, nope, let's not do that. Okay. Um, I'm going to kick at the door. Maybe not your best option. How about, again, I'm just for, you know, giggles here, what about pushing the bar that you know, because you're not three years old, you know, it opens the flipping door. Or do you look at the door that's closed, read the signs about fire alarms and fire alarms and fire alarms, and then turn to the wall that's right next to it on upon which is a fire alarm, and then pull the flippin' fire alarm? If he's not smart enough to figure all this out, I don't think he's smart enough to be in Congress, and that's a pretty low bar considering we've got folks like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I, yeah, but seriously, is he bright enough to be in Congress if he cannot figure out that pulling the fire alarm is going to set off the fire alarm? I did mention to you, did I not, that he comes from the ranks of the American Federation of Teachers, a school teacher. A principal, a school principal. How many fire drills do you think he oversaw as a school principal for 10 years? He spent 10 years as a principal in schools. How many fire drills do you think he was responsible for? Because it seems like me every week or every other week, I'm getting an email from Mr. Martinez over at Patrick Henry High School announcing uh, a fire drill. It's crazy isn't it absolutely crazy speaking of crazy we we now have people like the governor of New York who have discovered that having a board well, I was gonna say a border like a sieve man it's not even secure enough to be a sieve anymore it's just not even there these folks have erased our southern border but now that it's impacting some of the elitists And the self-proclaimed beautiful people, who, if you do look at them, are not all that beautiful, but now it's a problem. Uh, Cut number six, please
5: it's stunning that a trillion dollars is not is not sufficient um, nationally. I, I want to ask you as well about the other crisis you've been raising alarms about, and that is um, the strain due to migrants. Um, there were no border provisions in this congressional bill that just passed. And I know you've said you've had to manage without help from Washington. What would you ask Congress to get done in the next 45 days?
7: Well, a shame on Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans in Congress, including the nine from New York State, who are complaining like crazy about the migrants, but refuse to work with President Biden and come up with a sensible border strategy. It can be done. This can be done in a bipartisan way, comprehensive immigration reform. What a specifically quota, do you want? well we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border it is too open right now Uh, people coming from all over the world are finding their way through simply saying they need asylum and the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of new york and that is a real problem for new york city one hundred and twenty five thousand newly arrived individuals and we are being taxed Now, we are always so proud of the fact that new york has the statue of liberty in our harbor we we are mm-hmm. one of the most diverse places on earth because of our welcoming nature and our it's in our dna to welcome immigrants but there has to be some limits in place and congress has to put more controls at the border and not in this budget threat shutdown right. threat talk about eliminating positions for border patrol when we actually need to double or quadruple those numbers so get back to work and do your jobs
3: i'm sorry <laughs> Hang on one second. I, I just have a couple of questions here. Number one, did she talk about our DNA? Doesn't our DNA determine uh, male or female? Isn't that part of this? Or no, no, I, I shouldn't ask that, right? Does she know what a woman? Can she define a woman, Governor Hochul? No, anyway. And and it's a. Let me see. If her, her her solution was to what? Secure the border. She says it can be done. And you know what? She's actually right you know what it was done when that guy with the mean tweets was in office he secured the border he also ensured that we were energy independent so the governor of New York who has repeatedly said oh we're a sanctuary for illegal aliens please come give us your illegal aliens now says whoa baby we are all filled up it cost a lot of money why we have to send them elsewhere The problem for New York is that there's no place that is capable of taking hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. Remember, they're making a demand for asylum. And instead of stopping at the first nation they encounter as they seek asylum, which the international treaties say you have to do give you an example. Let's say you were trying to go from Mexico. You want to leave Mexico. I want to make it easy because there's only three countries involved in this one. You're leaving Mexico. You're going to seek asylum. And you decide, you know what I really like? I like cold weather. So I am going to seek asylum in Canada because it's darn near always chilly there. Well, you, by the international laws that allegedly govern all this stuff, you, you can't do that. You have to seek asylum in the first nation you enter, which in this case would be the United States. So all these folks coming from uh, Venezuela, Honduras, Dominican Republic, wherever it is. They're supposed to seek asylum in the first nation they come to that's not theirs. They're not supposed to keep going and going and going and going until they find some place that they really, really like. Because it's not about relocating for, for personal enjoyment or economic gain. Asylum is supposed to be something you seek so that you save your life. It's pretty clear that these folks are not saving their lives. And unfortunately, they're costing America. They're costing each and every one of us. Gang, I don't wish them any ill will. I understand wanting to be someplace better. But this is not it. And the folks on the left, like Hochul and Biden and the rest of the crew, they know this. This is all by design. It's 515. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 520. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. What did I say I was going to do at 520? I wrote down 520 right here on my uh, handy-dandy notebook. And uh, I check- Oh, that's right. Uh, Bob Dylan tickets. I've got Bob Dylan tickets for you. Now, the uh, Altria folks say it is November the 27th that Mr. Dylan will be coming to town. So I just want you to give it a heads up. Would you like to go see Bob Dylan? Because I'm telling you right now, Heidi is about going to see Bob Dylan I'm not so sure I look Heidi is much more of a music person than I am I'm going to give her that but uh, she, she's got a checklist she's got a whole slew of people she's got to see Dylan's on there might be not even the first time she's seen him anyway you might be in the crowd with Heidi is my point uh would you like to go I want to make it super easy uh how about uh, 11 4 okay we'll, we'll do caller number 14 how's that caller number 14 at eight three three. 804-1140, 833-804-1140, caller number 14, you're going to get a pair of tickets, you'll go, you'll see Bob Dylan uh, at the Altria, again, it is November the 27th, so please uh, be cognizant of that date, I mentioned that uh, Heidi's got a whole slew of Musicians that she has to see. She she's she's a rock chick. I mean that's just who she is, and it's what she does, and she's always done that. And it, it's sort of funny because her her hatred, and it is hatred, it's a pure, unvarnished hatred uh, for certain musical performers is is like legendary within our house. You know, Stan and I love Hootie and the Blowfish. Remember Hootie right, Darius Rucker, Hootie and the Blowfish my wife honest to God I I don't think I've ever seen the level of contempt that she has she she hates hootie she hates hootie and the blowfish so we we didn't go to see Darius Rucker when he was in town Isn't that awful I, I wanted to but she said n- no uh, and then the one that, well, this is this is the, the pent-ultimate contempt that my wife has for certain music. And I guess you won't have to deal with it anymore. Jimmy Buffett. Look, I love Jimmy Buffett. And I get it. There were things about Jimmy Buffett that were, at least in theory, they were formulaic. Uh, they were designed for this. It was all about uh, having product. But you know what? If If you were Jimmy Buffett and you said... I just want to sing songs, and and make money, singing songs and having fun, and you got to live your whole doggone life doing that. Is that really a bad thing? But I ne- I never got to go to a Jimmy Buffett concert. I not not in person. No, I mean I've, I've listened to a million of them. But she just oh she hated. So uh, let me get to a couple of quick texts here. My buddy Todd Starn is going to be along at uh, 535 this evening. Now, tomorrow around 535 in the morning, you know, Gary Hess will be warming up and John Reed will be warming up because right there at 6 a.m. they uh, will take over and they will do a tremendous job. So please make sure you're listening tomorrow at 6 uh, again, Gary has, I, I think, are, are just one of the most solid news guys you're going to find. And uh, John just does an incredible show every day. Okay, Jeff, thank you for expressing that uh, sometimes seen as old-fashioned but still relevant principle of serving your community, state, and country. Refreshing to hear it expressed in today's world. That's Mike and Surrey. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Uh, Jeff, you were talking about a case with uh, Donald Trump earlier, and you said uh, he may beat joe biden guess what he already beat him yeah i said you know your mileage may vary he beat him or he may beat him or he may beat him again whatever we'll we'll see jeff jamal bowman should be treated as a fed surrectionist he committed a felony that's mike and bottom's bridge well we should see right will he be prosecuted i don't know i don't have any idea Uh, Jeff, who in their right mind wants a representative who does not know the difference between a fire alarm and a door buzzer? There's your question. Don't you feel like uh, somebody should go along and say, Congressman Bowman? Yeah. Here's your sign. Because that's pretty doggone stupid. It's just, you know, come on. That's uh, uh, Jim in Mechanicsville who always ends up by saying, we love you, Jeff. I love you too, Jim. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see. I guess the vice president, Jeff, will visit and apologize to Representative Jamal Bowman for his recent recent treatment as she apologized to the Tennessee Three for their gun control protest. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe uh, Jamal Bowman will get a personal apology for having been chatted with for an investigation. I mean, don't you think at some point... Somebody says, look, congressman, you're not that stupid. Or is somebody chatting with him and taking notes right now, saying things in their notes like, you know, he really is that stupid. Because if he really is that stupid, that he doesn't know the difference between a door buzzer and a fire alarm, well marked, maybe he just shouldn't ought to be in Congress. Just a thought. 528, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Hey, it's Jeff Katz. Getting the right answers and advice you need when selling your home is not always easy. We've oh no, can't say we, it's not we. <clears throat> hey, it's Jeff Katz. Getting the right answers and advice when you need well, let me try that again. Hey, <clears throat> hey, it's Jeff Katz. Getting the right answers and advice you need when selling your home is not always easy, but that's why they've always been there. When should I sell? How much is my home worth? These are just a few of the questions Debbie, Sarah, and Reynolds Empower Home Team with Keller Williams address every single day. They know how to sell homes right and get their clients $30,000 more on average. Selling your home right means access to their exclusive database of over 15,100 pre-screened ready buyers. After their previous agent couldn't sell their home, David and Tracy called Debbie and Sarah Reynolds and they sold their home for over the asking price. Debbie and Sarah will guarantee to sell your home at 100% of your asking price or they will pay you the difference in cash. Call my realtors and the team the Wall Street Journal has ranked one of the top teams for families served in the Richmond area. Call Reynolds and Power Home Team today at 844-902-sold, 844-902-sold or visit com. Debbie has the com. 5:35, Jetcats News Radio, WRBA. It is a Monday afternoon. I mean, in every sense of the word, and there's a lot of stuff that uh, is going on. You you are, as we speak, uh, trying to figure out what some sort of a fire alarm is. In other words, most of us are familiar with fire alarms. Some people seem to be confused by fire alarms. Did you ever look at a fire alarm and think to yourself, huh, I wonder what this does? Were you ever in a school looking at the fire alarm, trying to think to yourself, huh, well, you know, if I pull it, I wonder, could I get out of that test? Isn't that why kids used to pull fire alarms? Think back to when you were in school. Now I know they're crazy kids now, it seems, who will call in bomb threats. And unfortunately we're living in a time where, you know, we gotta take all this stuff seriously so the school gets evacuated, all the rest of that. But there was a time that 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 fire alarms were, you know, a little more benign almost. And kids would pull the fire alarm because they didn't want to take the the calculus test. But everybody knew what the fire alarm looked like. And I would say that the principal of a school for ten years, Mister Bowman, Congressman Bowman, probably had a a pretty good idea of what he was pulling when he pulled it. But, well, you know, he is in Congress, so maybe not. My dear friend Todd Starnes continues to rack up all sorts of major accomplishments, not the least of which is having a brand new book that's uh, that's coming out soon, and I, I just always cherish the opportunity to chat with him, catch up. Todd, good afternoon, sir.
4: Jeff, always great hanging out with you. Hope you're doing well.
3: I am. I am trying to review the various types of fire alarms, so... I don't get caught in the same situation as Congressman Bowman, where I confuse, uh, you know, uh, a cell phone or a coffee mug with a with a fire alarm.
4: You know, here's a guy who was a high school principal. I mean, this was his only job, right, Mm -hmm. was to do the fire alarm drills. So you would think out of all the people in Congress, this would be the guy most familiar with what would happen if you actually pull the fire alarm. It's just absolutely ludicrous.
3: And yet there he is. So, what what's your sense? Are they going to be able to expel him or censure him, or do the Democrats cover for him?
4: No, I don't think anything's going to happen to this guy. And and the, honestly, Republican leadership doesn't have the fortitude to um, you know to, to demand that something be done. Uh, and and that is really sad. But uh, that's the ultimate reality of what happens up on Capitol Hill. Republicans get punished, and the Democrats skirt by without any without any sort of punishment at all but really when you look at what this man did and the vote i mean first of all pulling that fire alarm is a felony punishable by jail time up to 20 years so you know this was this was not some sort of a you know oh i'm trying to get to cast a vote we all know what was going on there he was trying to delay the vote and he got caught on camera yeah
3: now, you are indicating that you don't have all that much confidence, perhaps, in the uh, Republican leadership. Uh, are you speaking of our Speaker of the House?
4: Yeah, I'm just speaking of everybody, Jeff. I'm so disgusted with every single elected leader on Capitol Hill right now. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just a great big you know, circus. And look, we get it. Matt Gates is trying to get his 15 minutes of fame every single day. Yep. Um, he wants to be the next governor of Florida. We get it. He hates McCarthy. McCarthy hates him. Uh, the, the problem I have is that there's really no serious, I don't think there are any serious people up on Capitol Hill, people who want to, you know, balance the budget, people who want to secure our border instead of Ukraine's. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's really unfortunate you know where we're where we're at right now but that's why i'm really frustrated i'm just frustrated with everybody
3: yeah yeah i hear you man this is uh todd starns who is joining us todd just uh one of the smartest guys that i know an amazing broadcaster speaker writer uh, so do we blame ourselves todd i mean we we've all voted for one or two or ten of these boneheads at some point yeah
4: and, and i've had a lot of them on my radio program and And that that sort of bothers me, Um, you know, again, going back to Kevin McCarthy. So this is this is a moot point. But but just think about this for a moment. Um, If, in fact, it's true that he has worked out a side deal with the Democrats to to push, you know, Ukraine funding, that means he's not it's not that he snookered. We knew exactly what he was doing and what he was going to do. And that certainly does appear to be the case, because if he does have that side deal worked out. It will pass because there are plenty of Republicans in Congress that want to support Ukraine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of this was for naught, and that means that the, the, the House Freedom Caucus guys got snookered. Yeah. But yeah. can I say something else, Jeff? And this just gets me, you know, you know, we've all been down this path before. Yep. How many times have we seen these Republicans hold the hearings, wasting our tax dollars, they get all this information, uh, and they say, oh, you know, heads are going to roll. People are going to get impeached. People are going to jail. They've been saying this since the first year of the Trump presidency back in, uh, back in the 2016, and it never happens. Nothing ever happens, yep. you know, and, and so I'm just frustrated with all of it.
3: You know, it's it's a frustration that uh, is not new, not not unique to you, Todd. I think there are a lot of us out here in what I call the real world. We see twenty six billion dollars going to support businesses in Ukraine, and there might be some fine people in Ukraine, but I got way too many people locally who have businesses who are trying to pay their mortgage, who want to keep up their house, who want their kids to have food and school and gas in the in the truck and the rest of it. And uh, if we're going to be spending anything, by God, I, I think we ought to be helping people here. We've got veterans sleeping in the streets. We've talked about this for years. And it doesn't seem to matter which party is in control in D.C. Certain things get handled and certain things just don't.
4: Well, it, it's true. And, and and again, we're they're squandering our tax dollars. And, and here's what gets me. If you listen to... If you listen to how they're framing the argument, I'm talking about Jim Jordan and James Comer and all these guys. Well, if Hunter did this or if Hunter did that, no, 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 no. You either have the evidence or you don't. I mean, you know, this is ludicrous because now you're just squandering our tax money. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done on Capitol Hill. And unfortunately, everybody's just looking for their 15 minutes on Fox News Channel instead of actually doing the work of the people. And again, if you've got the goods, let's go after these people. But if you don't, let's pack up and move on.
3: Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Hey, Todd, you've got a new book coming out, and I'm happy to say that uh, I have the other Starnes reads. They're always great reads. Uh, what is this one about?
4: So this is this is really a book about the future and about, raising up a next generation of patriots, and whether or not we can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is based on a line out of the National Anthem, and President Reagan, in a speech, once once noted that our National Anthem is actually a series of questions, and asking, you know, is the flag still flying? Can you yes. still see the Star Spangled Banner? Yep. And and it really ties into to something else that Reagan once, once talked about, this idea that freedom mm-hmm. is is not passed along in our bloodstream, but every generation has to fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at the polling data out there, it's very clear that the millennials and Gen Z, uh, those are the two generations that just, you know, they grew up in a, in a nation where they were taught to hate America, and many of them were not even taught about the Constitution or American government. And so it's, it's the, the book is really sort of a call to arms you know, to, to raise up that next generation of patriots so we can save the country from the socialist. Wow.
3: Wow. Are you I, I don't want you to give away the ending, but are you hopeful that we, we can do this, or have you resigned yourself to the idea that maybe this is it, our last great gasp?
4: I am hopeful, yeah. but we but but this is it's sort of do or die. You know, it's so so yeah I am hopeful and the book ends on a really fun note, oh, but it's, it's just a reminder that, you know, we have to get out there and we've got to engage in the fight.
3: Okay. Now, uh, for folks who uh, are looking for the book, has it been released yet or do we need to wait a little bit?
4: No, it's, it's available for pre-order. The hardcover editions are already available for pre-order and the okay. book will actually be out in March, but okay. you can pre-order it wherever you buy your books.
3: Okay, and uh, what about ToddStarnes.com? Can they go there and uh, reserve a copy?
4: Shockingly, they can't. (laughs)
3: What? Oh, my God, Starnes, what's the matter with you?
4: I know. I I, I guess I don't know the right people.
3: Oh, goodness gracious. All right. But they... (laughs) They could go to Amazon. We can go to Amazon anyway.
4: Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you name it. All
3: right. Well, those we will go to to reserve the book, but I will still send people to toddstarnes. dot com just to read all of the other stuff. And they can still get the uh, the daily devotional, right?
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. our daily biscuit, all the other books are available there.
3: <laughs> all right, because they <laughs> they are going to make great presents as we get closer and closer uh, to Christmas and Hanukkah and the rest of it, my friend.
4: Absolutely.
3: I love it. All right, Todd, I appreciate you being here as always. That is Todd Starnes. He's a brilliant guy. Now, that new book that's coming out, you heard about it. I mean, this is a challenging topic. I hate to say it. Um, I am fearful as well. I don't know that we are set to continue this grand experiment known as America. I think there are a lot of uh, millennials, a lot of Gen Z folks who grew up with this mantra that America is nothing exceptional or even, even worse, America is evil and terrible. And uh, can we somehow reimagine patriotism with them? I don't know. But uh, Todd's book will be a great analysis. Again, go to Amazon.com, com. I guess BooksAmillion.com probably has it. And ToddStarns.com for all the latest from Todd. ToddStarns.com. It is 546 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPA. 552. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA, Monday afternoon. Tomorrow morning, my buddy uh, John Reed is going to be here. Heard him talking about uh, having Mike Dickinson on. We've always enjoyed Mike on the program. Mike Mike is uh, probably doing one of the best jobs as far as investigative journalism in our area. You know, the sort of stuff that you don't hear on the radio, you don't see on the TV, you don't read in the newspaper. Mike's out there, man, and he's he's doing it. he's doing a great job. And this nonsense with this uh, guy who just got arrested for the bomb threat. Right? I mean, if you knew half of what uh, Andy Noah's gone through over the years, you'd be amazed. I, I just, I never fully comprehended what he was subjected to i followed him for, for a number of years now and I have found Andy Nose reporting to be rock solid but the, the assault and the battery, I mean the, the guy was beaten within an inch of his life and the, the fellow leftists of the Antifa crowd in the legacy news media ranks folks who frankly are quite sympathetic to Antifa, they reported it as if he got a black eye well, let me tell you something. <laughs> far far more serious than a black eye. And so locally, Mike Dickinson has been just blowing the lid off of uh, all of this Antifa crap. So I'm, I'm going to be listening tomorrow morning. I'm hoping that uh, you will as well. Uh, text here from 209. 209 is what? Fresno, I think. Fresno, Stockton, Central Valley of California. Uh, Jeff, I never got to a Jimmy Buffett concert either. But two weeks after he died, I was in Margaritaville. Trucker TJ. All right. Well, thank you, TJ. Hope it was a good time. I always wanted, I did, I always wanted to go to one of those Buffett concerts. And Heidi just, God, she hates Jay. Still to this day, the man, man passed away two weeks ago, three weeks. She still hates him. So, anyway, I guess we don't have to worry about that. Hanover County uh, just released a little announcement here. They are looking for school bus drivers. Do you know they're offering a $3,000 sign-on incentive With additional benefits, including a flexible schedule, medical benefits, a retirement plan, and paid training. A $3,000 sign-on bonus to uh, be part of the school bus driving team for Hanover County. I tell you what, you have the free time. Might not be a bad way to uh, put a couple of extra bucks in your pocket. I look at our kids up here in Hanover County. I think our kids in Hanover County do a pretty decent job. I really do the kids. I think for the most part, we who are parents here in Hanover County really stay involved with Hanover County Public Schools in the best way possible. We certainly have been very, very, very happy uh, with the Hanover County Schools. I'm looking forward to the election up here in Hanover because we don't have a lot of drama. Unlike Henrico and Chesterfield and Goochland, here in Hanover, man, everything is like straight ahead. Uh, sheriff David Hines, probably the best sheriff that uh, most people will ever see running unopposed. Uh, Trip Chalkley, who had been our uh, Commonwealth Attorney for, for quite a long time, he's decided to retire. It was actually with Trip yesterday and Dave Hines, a number of other folks here in Hanover, to uh, also just give a little boost to... Uh, Mackenzie Babichenko, who's running for CA, she's unopposed. I know who my state senator's going to be; he's unopposed. I don't know if my my board of supervisors member it's going to be Jeff Stoneman, but uh, I don't know if he's got any opposition or not. But I'm just happy we're not having a big argument up here. All right, listen, have a fantastic evening. All right, God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at three. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA.
2: Going home